previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Wait, I kind of like this whole idea because in other fantasy leagues, you can't pick the same player that somebody else has. Right. And I find that so disappointing. (laughs) Careful, Roxy. Yeah, someone else has Tom Brady, you can't. Right, Right. exactly. So this way, it's like you could pick whoever you want and you can have, you know. Okay, Roxy, I'm putting you on the spot right now. Can you name one soccer player? Uh, no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Hey, Littles. Littles. Roxy, another jam-packed episode. So much information to get out there. But we're not going to start until we do this. The generosity of the Littles, everyone knows about it, but we're going to make note of it here on the podcast we got another sponsor yeah. today. So this is really sweet. And when we mean sponsor, we mean a Patreon page sponsor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's really sweet. If you would like to do that for us, just go over to our website. LoyalLittlesPod.com. And just scroll down to the bottom. It's at the bottom. There's a Patreon page link through... Anchor. Anchor, right. And you can do it for as low as 99 cents a month. Yep. 99 cents a month. But we wanted to lead the show off with that because of these littles for their generous support. The new one is Meredith. I hope I'm saying this right. Meredith Buzzy. It's Mm B-U-Z-Z-I. We haven't met her yet. No. So we're going to have to hunt her down and figure that out. But thank you for your generous sponsorship. And of course, Debbie Mittman, Thomas Miskowick, Ed Butt, and Adam Jamison. So thank you all for your generous support of the Mm -hmm. podcast. And like we said, if you want to go to our website and jump on board with that, we really appreciate it for sure. Let's get to the other important announcements for the Littles community, Roxy. I'm just going to read what Bob Walsh wrote. There are currently 30 venues in three countries, 30 places where you can gather with your fellow Littles. Check out the venues link to see if there is a location close to you. And if you can't make it to an in-person venue, click on the virtual venue link to see how you can still participate on August 6th. The deadline for registering a venue is July 15th. So if you want to host but have been waiting to get your venue in, now is the time. Just email summeroflittles2 at gmail.com. That's summeroflittles, the number two, at gmail.com. It really is as simple as picking a location and committing to be there at 5 p.m. on August 6th. Summeroflittles.com will help get the word out. So that's where you want to go for all the information. Summeroflittles.com. Check out the host. You can check out who the hosts are Mm -hmm. if you really want to hang out with them or not. And you can decide which Summer of Littles you're going to attend. I mean, right. So I'm just going to throw this out there. I mean, you know, there is one in New York City that's at Hurley's, which reads on the website like this. Chuck and Roxy and Maeve put serious sports talk on the menu as they are joined this year by the sometime Loyal Littles podcast third wheel Ritz. The New York City venue rocked until the wee hours of Summer of Littles 3.1. Truth. And the hosts are expecting an even better party this year. Truth. Chuck and Roxy can be reached, of course, at our website, loyallittlespod.com. Or if you just want to go right to our email address, wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. So, I mean, you want to come to New York City. I mean, you know you want to. I mean, that's where we first met Smitty Scoop. He was like, yeah, I'm going to New York. I'm going to the big one. Yeah. So that's, we're the big (laughs) one. I'm sorry. We're going to have a good time. Yeah, we go all out. But it doesn't matter, honestly, where you go. Just get to a Summer of Littles. It's going to be fun. They're all fun. And like we said, if you want to host one, set one up, set it up in your community. Just let July 15th. Yeah, July 15th. Mm -hmm. Then we'll just start RSVPing so the event hosts know you're coming and all that stuff. So, yeah, we'll get on that. All right. So let's get to some of our emails, Roxy. We're going to start with Jen Rentura. 
Okay. This is all it says. You feel good. Whoa. That's all it says. No punctuation. No period. No question. You feel good? No. You feel good. Yeah. No exclamation point. You feel good. I don't know how to respond to that. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I, I hesitate to say thank you in Damascus for that email. <laughs> I mean, it was very clear from Jenny Rentura. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's a maybe it is a podcast fan. Maybe who just listened to an episode and it made and her feel a, good. It's a feel good episode. It's a feel good episode. Maybe. They're all feel good episodes. They are. That must They're be heartwarming. It. Makes you feel good. Oh, okay. And then speaking of feel good, we heard from Sully from. <laughs> wait, I love that I wrote this down. It says Sully from Big Boston. I don't know why it says that in my notes. <laughs> it literally says Sully from Big Boston. Maybe that's what we're going with now. And he wrote in saying, it's referring to my fantasy baseball stuff. Mm -hmm. He said, American League and National League only are way harder than mixed leagues. I spend probably 100 plus hours preparing for my American League only draft. Of course you did. And at least 10 hours a week, not counting, watching games. And at least 10 hours a week, I'm assuming for the combined. So it's much less. Yeah. Not counting, watching games, he says. So. I don't know. I still, I like the format of that. It sounds... Like, it makes more sense in my brain. Well, I, I'm so. going back to the 100 plus hours. I mean, I want to say get a life, but I'm <laughs> sitting here editing a podcast for 100 plus hours a week. So I, I get it. I, I sort of get it. It's a hobby, I guess. So there you go. So then I love this one. So Bobby Gottfried, mm-hmm. he's on the last episode. Yep. Five mediocre minutes. Yep. Thank you, Bobby. But then he has a fun fact correction on the episode. He says it's actually champing at the bit, not chomping. What? Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay. I don't feel so bad now because I'm like, I is know. Is this Roxy. a regional thing? Ooh, maybe. Is this a soda pop yeah. type thing? Let us know. Champing never, at the bit. never heard of that. Chomping, like you're chomp, chomp, yeah. chomp, chomp, chomp at the bit. Well, the bit is the thing that's... That you're what, chomping on. Well, do you know what a bit is? A Bitcoin? No. <laughs> the bit is actually the thing that a horse wears that they put in their mouth. Oh. It's the metal thing that goes across and they oh. put it when, when they put the halter on. The, and the horse is yeah. chomping at the bit. Well, to that's where I think get to the race. I'm pretty sure that's where it came from. So champing, champing I mean maybe champing's another version of biting. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm I'm stumped. But I'd never heard that before. Nope. But Chuck's stupid, so we know that. So apparently Roxy is well, too. Well, no, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, we might need some more. Cla- I'm, we'll probably Google it ourselves, of course, because now I'm definitely interested. All right. Then we heard from Larry Shore. Now, Larry, we don't know who you are. We have not met you yet, but you're now one of my favorite people. Mm-hmm. Okay. He wrote in. He says, "Hi, Chuck and Roxy. I very much enjoy your podcast." You put so much effort into it, and I know it is greatly appreciated. So here is something for you. In addition to hosting a Jewish radio program, now a podcast, since 1980, and he puts in here, it's at WashingtonJewishRadio.com. He continues, he says, I have also been a collector of old radio programs since I was in high school in the early 1970s. I have hundreds of thousands of shows in my collection. When you mentioned how much you love George M. Cohan, it reminded me of a radio program about him that I think you will find very interesting. In 1955 to 56, NBC ran a show called Biography in Sound. One show was about George M. Cohan. I have it on tape, but the internet saved me the search. So here you go. I hope you enjoy it. You and Roxy do a great job on the show and like the great husband and wife teams of those years, like George Burns and Gracie Allen, Jack Benny and his wife, Mary Livingston, whose real name was Sadie Marks. 
Your love shines through on the program. It makes for very enjoyable listening. I am a native Washingtonian, and I have listened to Tony since the first day the station went on the air in 1992. I used to call in all the time, and I think I have a bunch of those on tape. I am one of those savers who records everything. I guess I am a charter little. Anyway, keep up the good work, and thanks for all you do. Take care, Larry Shore. Larry, wow. first and foremost, I mean... I, I'm honored Roxy, to be put in that Roxy, get group, a tissue. Like, get a t- I mean, George Burns and Gracie Allen. I mean, come on. I mean, that's I know, just... That's, I know. Yeah, obviously honored. But more importantly, Larry Shore, we need to meet you. You just sound like such an interesting individual and saving all this stuff. It just sounds amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So please, please, let's get in touch, and uh, I'm going to send him a reply back yeah, and just say, yeah. look, we, got, we need to set up a time because... Yep. We need to meet you for sure. This was so interesting. I had tears when I was listening to this because the recording has all clips from George M. Cohan, him speaking and mm-hmm. all this stuff. You even started listening to some of it. Yeah, it's fascinating. And uh, I had to go to work, so I finished it. You, We'll have to go back and mm-hmm. listen to the whole thing because it was so interesting. Mm-hmm. And just the whole old school radio. Because yeah. I'm one of those guys. I have the MLB package. So I can watch the video even on my phone and stuff like that. But there are a lot of times I just click on the radio broadcast. Yeah. Because I just like to have it in my ear and just listen to it and just, yeah, it's just so great. Yeah. It really is. So yeah. Larry, that was really sweet. And Thank we, you. Yeah, that's really great. All right, Roxy, we have a few more things and you have a fun story. I do. More like a dream to tell. But let's come <laughs> back and do that. Okay. We're, let's get right into this. We have a great Meet the Littles guest. Yep. And this is someone we've already met mm-hmm. at Jingle Fest, right? Yep. And this was a real fun story because this, I think, was someone who was on the fence about coming on the pack because he didn't even know what we were. Yeah. And I'll never forget it now because when we stepped down off the stage from singing our little jingles, <laughs> our silly things, he actually came up to me and shook my hand and he said, I'm in. Oh, And yeah. so that was a really sweet moment. And he's like, I'm in. Let's do the podcast. Yeah. So this one was a true honor to do as well. A local, mm-hmm. a local to Jingle Fest. Yep. And it was a lot of fun. So we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hey Littles, it is Wes Blackburn, host of the Tallahassee Littles Gathering for Summer of Littles, being held at Ology Brewing in Midtown. I'm excited to meet a lot of you, and the great news is, if things don't go well, we're right across the street from Liberty Bar, and we can all head over there, suck down a few doers just like Alan Bubis, and forget all of this ever happened. I'm looking forward to talking about all the hottest Littles topics, and I hope to see you there. My every heartbeat belongs to you. Your every smile keeps shining through. Every moment is ours to share. Anytime. Littles, come on. How great is this? I mean, this is a pro. Now, I get that it might not be your style, your thing, but we're being played in by Tony Townsend, and this song is called My Every Heartbeat. And he wrote, I am so flattered to think you would want to include my song, My Every Heartbeat, on your podcast. I am a 73-year-old amateur songwriter from Birmingham in the UK, and almost every song I have written has been about my wife or son. Our son has had a lifelong health problem with epilepsy at 45. He still lives with us. He really is my number one fan. 
He agreed with me that after I wrote this song, the great Elvis Presley kept coming to mind. To me, I pictured Elvis alone on horseback singing this song in one of his films. Now, how great is that? He also says a few of his other songs have been recorded by Diamond Garden Music out of Nashville. And as part of their arrangement, they have been pitching their songs. And so we also got permission from Diamond Garden Music in Nashville to play this. And if you like what you hear, just reach out to Tony Townsend at his email address. It's townsend 2000 at gmail.com. That's T-O-N-Y-T-O-W-N-S-E-N-D-2000 at gmail.com. So show these independent artists some love. Uh, we just think this one's fantastic. What a pro. 73 years old, Littles. And as always, we'll play the full song, My Every Heartbeat, at the end of the podcast. With the hope and joy you bring It doesn't matter if rain should fall My love All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to... Meet the littles! And Roxy, another one that we fortunately already met in person. Yeah. It's been kind of fun. We're, we're meeting people in person, then we meet the littles. I know, I love this so, so this much. So is, this is kind of fun. So please welcome to the podcast, Colin Horner. Hey, Colin, how's it going? I'm well, thank you. Excellent. Now, we're really excited because we're still beaming. It's been about a week and a half, two weeks. We're still beaming from Jingle Fest weekend. Yeah. And we actually got to meet you there, yeah. which was great, at Jingle Fest. I met you at Mingle Fest right. first. And, and then... And then, I mean, the whole, the the whole, whole weekend. weekend was... Yeah, it was yeah, great. So much fun. It now, was a lot of fun. Now, was that your first Jingle Fest? Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. I've been to every Jingle Fest except the one in Nashville. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Cool. So I call myself a six-time loser. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or champion, as right. one might say it. Well, that's it. You know, I mean, really, what are we doing here? Right. Exactly. As you probably saw, you know, I loved your jingle. Oh, great. And, and my thought when I saw it redone was a new generation of jinglers. Yeah. Ah. Right. You know? <laughs> That's us. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're a bunch of, we're all aging, you know, right. and, and even the, the original group of jinglers, you know, like Jerry and Joe Arrow and you know Lipton. They, right. they, we're all aging. Right. You know, we're we're an old generation. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> nice to see that young people are interested too. I'm yeah, sure. we'll, we'll perform them too. I we just hadn't. I it takes me a long time to. It's it's weird. Sometimes I can do it in like an afternoon, like that Tony Beeson little the thing I put together. That was that didn't take too long, but it also wasn't. Like, I wanted it to come out. But other than that, it takes me forever to write them. Are you pretty familiar with the Little Songs website? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I have two on there, actually. But again, they took me a long time to write. <laughs> like, it is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. You know, uh, and I did what you had said recently. And, you know, I, I got my uh, notepad out and, and wrote some things before he started here, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah. It's funny, you think, it, you know, you're not sure how the discussion will go, but the whole business about jinglers and jingles was one of my main categories. Oh, okay. Because Jerry Negrelli pointed out that upcoming this year will be like the 10th anniversary wow. of that process beginning. Wow. And although the first Jingle Fest was seven years ago, they had started doing this 
beforehand. And I have listened to this podcast from day one, Mm -hmm. but that was when I started to feel like there were other people out there and that we were a community of some kind. Right. Absolutely. Before that, you know, we're just an, an anonymous person in the ecosphere who listens to a radio show. I mean, how many people could actually hear it? We weren't a a podcast yet. How many people can actually listen to this? You know, uh, maybe a few, I don't know, a few hundred, you know, maybe. (laughs) And you started to realize, no, they're out there everywhere and they're Mm -hmm. all over the world. Mm -hmm. And and that was uh, really became important to me to feel like I was part of a community like that. Right. All right. Well, Colin, we kind of got into the middle of this already, but take us way back. Take us all the way back to the beginning. Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? All that kind of stuff. So I'm a military brat. Oh, Hmm. my father was in the army and I grew up all over the world. Oh, interesting. Uh, I mean, uh, my, I, I lived three years in Paris, France when I was very young. I lived on Okinawa, you know, like a teenager, and all over the country, Virginia, Colorado. Because my parents were transferred so often, I ended up going to a boarding school in Colorado, as Chris would say, a school for the rich. Ah, (laughs) And I was one of the not so rich, but, you know, if you're a military kid, there's a certain amount of privilege. Sure. It doesn't. It, it doesn't come with money. And so I went to boarding school in Colorado, and that was a, really a great experience. But my parents ended up coming to Washington, D.C. And so when I got out of boarding school, I came here. I ended up going to George Washington University, hmm. and I stayed. I've yeah. been here ever since. So and that's darn near 50 years ago. Oh, wow. wow. And what was your major at GW? At George Washington, you'll love this. I majored in classical humanities. Really? So that's like Latin. Yeah, right. Yeah. Interesting. That, that was the lazy way through college in the 70s. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't basket weaving 101 as they take now, right? Um, well, not, not basket weaving, but almost as not quite as useful as basket weaving. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Now, if you don't mind, if I don't know, if, I think you could answer this. Take us even back. What was like? You said you moved around as a little kid. What was the first city you really remember? Do you remember Paris? I don't know how old you were. You just said as a kid. Oh, I remember. I remember Paris really well. I was like in second, third. Oh, okay. Cool. And I went to a French school. Learned to speak French fluently. Okay. Went to classes in all in French. We would come out two afternoons a week and take English and American history, but everything else was taught in French. Oh, wow. wow. Uh, it was, a, you know, really a, a very good experience. It didn't take me long to lose that French, you know, but yeah. uh, as a young kid, I was fluent. And we grew up on, you know, literally on the French economy, you know, lived in local housing and my friends were, you know, French and, and other international kids because it was like NATO was located in Paris. Uh-huh. So that we were among a group of all these different kids from different European countries. That's so cool. Now, I have a question. With the friends and moving around so much, I know you hear the stories of the kids that move around so much, they have a really hard time creating lasting friendships, and it's it gets 
harder the more you move. But did you experience that? Do you keep in touch with anybody still that you grew up kind of around? You know, the truth is it is hard and I don't with one exception. Okay. And it's not because I kept up over the years, but all these years later, I was just sort of surfing through Facebook Uh and pulled up the name of a friend who I had when I was about 10 years old. And uh, there he was. Oh, how neat. And I connected with him and it's almost amazing how many life experiences we shared in common Mm. in the intervening 50 years. (laughs) See, See, uh, that is what social media is Yes, that's what Facebook should be for. Facebook is for connection. And that's that's what it always should be. Number one priority about being on these platforms. And that is, that's so wonderful. Now, did you have any mutual connections? Meaning like, because that happened to me one time too. Not nearly as a great connection as that. Yeah. But it was someone from my childhood. And then when I got connected with them, I went on their page and they were friends with someone else that we hung out with uh-huh. that I'd lost contact with. Right. And, you know, that's what it should all be about. Human yeah, connection. not quite that uh, close. It's just, uh, uh, but there were things like we share the same interest in music. Right. So he's the kind of person who posts, you know, his song of the day. Right. And gotcha. Oh, wow. I love the, uh-huh. you know, and I'll, I'll end up posting a song of the day and we end up commenting on, I saw that group in 1976. Right. And uh, we, we, you know, it was, uh, it's one of my joys. But all honesty, Roxy, the truth is I don't have friends from when I was young, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but moved around and probably the next closest thing is the group of people that I knew from boarding school. Right, right, right. And that gotcha. was in Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Wow. Now, this gentleman's still in Paris? Oh, no, he was, he was also a military brat. Oh, oh okay. I see. Gotcha, gotcha. So he, wow. uh, And I actually knew him after I left Paris, and we were both living in Petersburg, Virginia. Wow. And he ended up going into the military himself, Mm -hmm. and he lives in South Carolina somewhere now. He's retired. Sure. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just a Facebook friend now, you know? Yeah, but still, that's that's, that's really pretty cool. amazing. Mm-hmm. I always love to hear those kind of stories because, I, like I said, I had a few of those myself. Yeah, that I always wondered what happened to them. Right. And I also started thinking, like, when did we not? I, I had trouble remembering, like, when did we stop hanging out? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I guess it was when I went away to college. I yeah. guess is what it would have happened. You know, I'm talking yeah. about friends from high school yeah. and grade school and things mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, no, how interesting. Okay, real quick, because we already have to take a quick break. Uh, why don't we go into uh, your fandom real quick? Are you local? Are you all Washington? I am. I'm all Washington. I've been living in the same house in Springfield for more than 30 years. Wow. And see, my thing is, I'm a sports nut. Hmm. (laughs) You know, everything, I'm just a sports nut. All of my kids, when they grew up, they were into sports. You know, that's, that's how I directed them and watch and follow every kind of sport that's going. And, and, uh, so in 1992, there was this announcement that there was going to be a sports radio station, <laughs> Washington, DC. Are you kidding me? I could hardly <laughs> wait for it to start right? and, and listen to sports radio 24 hours a day. Yeah. 
And so first day I'm listening to it and Tony Kornheiser's got a show on, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, it wasn't really Tony who was my big crush. It was Andy Poland. Andy Poland was the, you know, those of you who are newer don't probably recognize Andy Poland. Andy Poley. Yeah, you know. that's all they know. So right. he, he was the most knowledgeable sports trivia guy you've ever, ever heard of. Uh, he was Tony's sidekick for the mm-hmm. first years. Right. Yeah. And Tony would make fun of him and he was he'd play along and tell stories about how he came by all this knowledge. But uh, that was really what brought me to the show. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, this is a good place to take a break because I still have some more questions about some sports, local sports. Uh But um, we're not even going to ask. You're coming back. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. That was for you, Lee Gordon. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we're so lucky to have Colin Horner with us this episode. All things Springfield local. I know. You know, when I knew you were local, I didn't realize you were from actual Springfield. Right. Now, how much did you have to pay Jerry Negrelli to like make it so you could stumble home from Jingle Fest? <laughs> That's what I wanted. Well, I mean, this has been my treat from the beginning. You know, the very first Jingle Fest was at Gilroy's, which right. is right. only uh, just a couple more miles away. Oh, really? And it's really what made me go in the first place because I don't know that I would have gone across town to something like this but it was at Gilroy's and I was actually with my son I said well let's go and just check it out and felt very much out of place but <laughs> then Tony showed up yeah and Nigel showed up and I, I got a picture with each of them and I thought oh, oh this is this, this ain't is so bad cool, right. you know but the truth is that when you first start mingling with jinglers it's pretty intimidating oh, because yeah. they're so clever yeah. and they're so smart they, and funny and talented. Yeah. 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 And, and they're sort of standing there. But then you also realize that, who am I talking to? Well, this guy just drove in from Pittsburgh. And right. This person drove in from Ohio. And, uh, you know, KJ has got, come in from Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's the one thing we didn't. We didn't go to Kilroy's. We didn't go there. No. That was a, Sam, can you come pick us back up? Can we take a road <laughs> trip down to Kilroy's yeah. for the weekend? It, I forgot about that place. That would have been yeah. a nice little because we did like a little mini pilgrimage. You know, we mm-hmm. didn't. Unfortunately, Bethesda's Bagels was closed, so we right. couldn't get there. But we did go to La Cheeserie. We went to Chatter and got some pictures and yeah. stuff like that. Now, you kind of just dropped there. You said you went with your son. Now, off air, we were chatting, and you said you have six children? I do. I have six children. So are any of them littles? Not not that any of them are children anymore. Right, right, right. right. True. (laughs) But are any of them littles? I mean, when your son went with you, was he like, what the hell is this, Dad? No, none of them are littles. Okay. And I think they sort of roll their eyes when they see that the T-shirts I wear are old Jingle Fest swag. Right. But this particular son, who is actually my youngest son, his roommate... The guy who he was living with was a little. And so he had some familiarity with it. And it was six o'clock on a Saturday evening. And he had been over at the house. And I said, well, let's just go up there and get a drink. And so he went with me. And you may have heard the stories. When we got there, it started raining. Yeah. Yeah. Torrential rains, and we all sort of huddled and watching the water come down. Right. (laughs) Well, it's a quick bonding experience, right? And was that. 
you hadn't met anyone, any other little prior to that, or did you, you no. know, know somebody when you got there? Nobody. Wow. Nobody. nobody. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so neat. Yeah. Well, we've heard stories about that too, where people were like sitting apart and I think it was Shad that came up to them and was like, hey, we're all here for the same thing. Why don't we sit together? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's just things like that that just make it such a neat community. Uh-huh. It's I can't really call it a regret because I wasn't even I, I mean, I was a little back then, but, but you I didn't just, know what a little was. Well, even, I, I'm not. Right? Well, when Jingle Fest started, yeah, I did because yeah. it's I'm going on my this is my 10th anniversary, 10 years of being a little. So February 2013. And, so, so I'm coming up on my 10th year anniversary. You can appreciate that the show changes. It yeah. changes it, yes. to some regularity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. You're and right. One of my pet peeves is people who complain because the show isn't like it was right. before COVID yeah. or it's not like it used to be. Well, it's never like it used to be. Yeah. Right. Oh, it yeah. changes. But sure. I think yeah. they're upset because, and I understand sort of, because it, it did hit that great pocket. At least when I feel like when I started and when it first went to podcast, it was in this Is, it was great in a pocket. It was right there. Yeah. And, you know, so of course, you know, we understand Tony wants to spend time with Michael. And so he brought him in. And that's when it started changing. I'm not saying it changed for the bad. It just changed. And, yeah. you know, sometimes, yeah. look, us old people, we don't like change, as, as Roxy <laughs> knows. So people just don't like change. And I understand what you're saying, though. I mean, it still has its entertaining value. Absolutely. He still brings these people back once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, and if they really need their fix, they can listen to the Loyal Wills podcast. Because yeah. we've been fortunate enough to interview a, lo- a lot of the bigs right. now. I mean, I will well, agree. It's not the same when you're not sitting at a table with all of yes, these people that's the other together. Thing. There is a big difference in energy when you're separated and being on Zoom and when you're actually in person looking at each other as you're talking and recording. Sure. So I, I understand that aspect of that change wasn't so good. But He's at least still it's still there. It, at least it's still awesome. there. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. He could have just well, said, I'm going off the air. Yeah, that's fine. It is still there. But the fact is that going back, he didn't have all these people sitting around with him. It was just right. he and Oli, or he and what two mm-hmm. other people, maybe. Yeah. And the gist of his show has always been the sports writers mm-hmm. who yeah. he called or who called in. Right. That's he doesn't want to talk to athletes. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, at yep. the very at the very beginning, he would take calls from uh, callers, and of course, he loved this whole thing with where Tony Bruno had banned from the Tony right. Corner. Yeah. <laughs> how you doing? That's, How's it that's going? That's what happened if you ask how he was. You know? Right. That's yeah. well, real quick. I've, I, as I teased before we went out the last segment, so much to talk about, you know, were you one of the ones that were, you were hesitant or did you just not know about the podcast? Yeah. You, well, I, I mean, I, I didn't, there was a part of me that said, what is this? You know? <laughs> I say that every day. Well, I thought you were just shot. You're a great talker. Sir. Yeah. This is a like a new age homage to Tony. And so I didn't really listen to it. And then as time changed, I said, well, no, wait a minute. This is what it's about. Because now what is sort of the Tony fan club now well it's things like what you all are doing and so i jumped in on that a little bit and i thought well he's got to have what i thought were hundreds of listeners now there's not just thousands hundreds of thousands of listeners what is it about me that would interest them (laughs) i thought you were just being shy or something i'm like you're a great talker so real quick before we get to our fun dumb questions because we're almost out of time here you were around when the senators left correct 
the second senators. Right. Okay, sure. Sorry. <laughs> I mean to age you that much. <laughs> the senators left twice. Right. Yes, I was around when, or had just arrived in this area when the senators, the second senators moved to Texas. I was going to say, they went to Texas, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so I, you never even said, what's your favorite sport? Are you a baseball fan? Oh, I'm a huge, huge baseball fan. Okay. I, and growing up, I did not have a home team. Yeah. 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 And so and then they uh, came back. quick story, I lived in Paris. I was nine years old and I decided I have to have home teams. So I sat down with the New York Herald Tribune, which was the paper that was available to you in English in mm-hmm. Paris. And I did an eeny, meeny, miny, mo <laughs> up the American and National League standings to pick my favorite teams. And as it turned out, it was the Baltimore Orioles and the Cincinnati Reds. Ah. And I'll tell you, that turned out pretty good for most of the 60s and 70s. 70s, yeah. right. Yes, I was going to say. Uh, you know, and then. And, not so much uh, anymore. <laughs> you know, not so much anymore. But all of those years that the Senators weren't here, I was a huge Orioles fan. Okay. Mm. Would go up to uh, Camden Yards and watch Orioles games when oh. I could. Oh, that's great. Cool. And now I assume Nationals now. Big Nationals yeah. fan. Yeah. Yep. Frankly, I, I'm sort of anti NFL these days. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Yep. We've heard that from a lot of people from that area. Yeah. Yep. Ownership of the yeah. NFL uh-huh. is pretty hard to love. Sure. Yeah. Well, Colin, we can't thank you enough for coming on the Loyalist podcast. We're running out of time. We have to get to fun, dumb questions. So, Roxy, quick, let's get through a couple of these. Okay. If you could be an Olympic athlete, in what sport would you compete? I'd want to be a runner. Cool. Mm hmm. Sprinter uh, or long, long distance? distance? Oh, yeah. Well, middle distance. Middle, okay. okay. 400, 800, you know, middle distance. Gotcha. I, I'm, I'm no loneliness of the long distance runner for me, but sprint doesn't last long enough. Sure. I want to be able to watch and pass that guy. In right. That yep. makes a lot of sense. Yep. All right. Brady Bunch or the Partridge family? Neither. Okay. Both were way too hokey for me. <laughs> so what do you got? What's your favorite TV family? Oh, well, the Cleavers. Oh, okay. You're going really old school. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. You know, I always saw myself as Eddie Haskell. I'm the the same doofus that that beaver is. Uh. And my brother is so cool, you know, Uh Wally. Uh, (laughs) Oh, that's sweet. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? Well, do we have to be specific and tell him he can't go back to where he, I mean, he's been all over the place. Truth is, I'm going there. I'm going to England at the end of this month to visit my daughter who oh. lives there. Oh, nice. And my mother was born and raised in England. Okay. And uh, I have cousins there, and my daughter now lives there. My granddaughter's there. So that's where I would go, and that's where I'm going. Excellent. Amazing. All right, because people need to know, cups up or down in your cupboard? Up. The floor of my of my cupboard isn't clean enough to be put the... Uh. <laughs> The, the lips down. Right. Let's see. Who would play you in a movie of your life? I have no idea. That, that You know, I've heard you ask that one before. Yeah. I have no idea. There is, there's no actor who... Could possibly I pull off that performance. <laughs> well, you know, enough <laughs> to think, oh boy, if only he were playing main. Well, if that's the case, then we've told people in the past, you should just go for either Tom Hanks or uh, not Betty Buckley, the other one. Glenn Close? 
No, or Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep's the one that always yeah, gets Meryl nominated. Streep. Even if the movie's bad, she gets nominated. Right, right. Yeah, so, Tom Hanks is an awfully good choice. He uh, is. The yeah. parts he played and... Uh, so versatile. Awesome. Yeah. And yep. just a quick sideline. So uh, Saving Private Ryan. Uh-huh. My father was on Omaha Beach that day. Oh, my gosh. He, he was a battalion commander. Wow. In the 1st wow. Infantry. And he was there that day, that morning. That scene is the most awesome, scary scene mm-hmm. ever. And uh, I know how much it affected my mother. Couldn't watch it because sure. she was uh, his fiance at the time. And oh, wow. I know, just got chills. Knew, yeah. They knew it was going on, but you didn't really know what it was like or yeah. looked like. It was the closest thing. And it, it made her sick, you know, to see it, knowing Absolutely. that. Yeah. That's well, an aside. I mean, Roxy, we're not going to call that the very the lead moment because he didn't know we were going to bring up Tom Hanks and all right, that stuff. But right. thank, thank Man, you for telling us that story. That's, thank a, you. that's a pretty good choice. Yeah. yeah. And then lastly, because this came from a, a loyal little question, what talent or skill do you wish you had? I believe that was from Debbie Mittman. Yeah, that's a good one. It is, uh, right? Thanks, Debbie. <laughs> I wish I was more fun. <laughs> <laughs> No, wait, a minute. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, I'm, I'm a, sometimes I'm, I, I feel like I'm just, I can't get into the joy and the, you know, I see people who are just having this joyous time and I'm sort of just sitting there taking it in and, and it's like, you know, boring old Colin is sitting over on the All sideline. Right. No. I mean, it's your question. So, but we've met you. And so maybe you just need to have continuous jingle fest because you did not come across that way at Jingle no, Fest. No, not personally. at all. I mean, I know we were jumping all around to people, but anyway, but it's your question. <laughs> so you can answer it the way you want. Well, it would, but think about the difference between Friday night uh-huh. and Saturday. Sure. You know, Saturday night, it was, if you weren't part of the show, it was easy to be sort of a wallflower. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And I, we've had people comment about that, about how they wish it wasn't so much like a performance as much yeah, as like, well, that's what, but that's why Mingle Fest was created, I feel like. So now you get the best Mingle, of both. Mingle yeah. Fest was, the, for me, the best part of the weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've yeah. heard a lot of people say that. Well, yeah. I thought you were very fun to talk to. Yeah, both nights, but yeah, yeah. sure. So. Well, Colin, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to come on and meet the Littles. Is there anything we can plug for you? And how can we find you? Are you on Twitter and Facebook, all that stuff? I'm on Facebook. Okay. I, I'm not on Twitter, mm-hmm. partly because I don't really like to be commenting all the time or read all of the mm-hmm. back and forth, back sure. and forth. You know, Facebook, you control it a little bit more. Sure. Yep. Yep. But even that is is getting so that they meta has sort of ruined the experience to a certain extent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All I get is ads now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so how, how do they know I like that? They're listening, sir. They're listening. <laughs> you have a cell phone, no. right? <laughs> no, they are absolutely listening and not only listening, but they're freaking reading my mind. Right. Yep. I don't even say it. Yep. You know, and right. They'll know it. Yep. Wild. All right. Well, listen, thank you again for coming on. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out here on this. Okay. Over or under? Well, there's no question. It's over. All right. All you right. scared me for a second. <laughs> if you want to see the best discussion of that ever, go back to Carol O'Connor and many years ago, uh, there's a, a discussion of that on his show. So oh, okay. Anyway, okay. Great. All right. Fun.
All right. Thanks again, Colin, for coming on to Meet the Littles, and we'll be right back. This is Michael Kane. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and thank you, Colin, for coming on to Meet the Littles. Now, Roxy, this is a little something different. Oh, we've had actually Littles. This isn't totally different, but Littles have come on, and then later on, they're like, oh, I should have said this, or right. I should have said this. Well, Colin wrote us a little email right after, and this is what it says. Thank you for the opportunity to speak with you. He's so polite. <laughs> Listening to myself in my mind and realized how much I wanted to say that I did not. I am so long-winded and I get off track. Roxy could lead me there anytime. <laughs> Things I failed to say. Six children said that. I was going to say, he said, th- he said that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But 10 grandchildren failed to mention. Married 45 years. Oh, wow. That's who I am. The woman to whom I am related by is definitely not a little. (laughs) My youngest children were identical twin girls. Magic. They played volleyball in high school, in college, different schools. Their love led me to become a volleyball referee. Whoa. Club, high school, and NCAA. For the past 15 years, that is how I spend my free time when I am not working. Yes, I am still working. How else can I afford to be who I am? (laughs) By the way, When I Call Your Name by Tim Osborne and Emily Fern, most outstanding song from the LLP. Thanks again, Colin from Springfield. Now, we're going to call that the very... Now, obviously, now he said he's listened to about 50 episodes, I think. Something like that. I, I don't remember, actually. But clearly, he hasn't gone back far enough to tell my stories of my cousin, who is one of the state champion volleyball coaches in florida mm-hmm. and my love for four-year varsity and in, in high school we colin we would have had so much to talk about i know had we known this well, if you this is why we started five mediocre minutes that's true so, so i won't spoil that but so, i do think that we're not going in order with the five mediocre minutes no, no to no, no, the no. episodes that we've, we've done so far so you know it is good that he wrote in but i would also like to say roxy this is why we also have the form right to fill out See, this, right. you could have put that on the forum, Colin, and then we right. would have brought it up in the interview ourselves had we known. But yeah, five mediocre minutes, lock that away. I want to hear all about your volleyball yeah. refereeing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and NCAA, I'm like, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that was amazing. So thank you again, Colin. I mean, that was really nice, though. We thought that was funny how immediately, like within an hour, I think I got that email. I'm not completely sure, but I think it was right after. Yeah. And yeah, we always do that. Everyone does that. We're all like, oh, I should have said that, you know. Anyway, so we have one more email. Sort of. It's a, it was a tweet or something. But Roxy has a story to tell first, and then I'm going to read it. Now, Roxy doesn't know about this. This no, is the I fun don't. part. I've been saving this because Roxy also told me that she had a dream that she wants to share with the littles. I did have a dream that I want to share with the littles. Okay. So about two nights ago, I had a dream that I was back in the house that we had. It was our Airbnb for my bachelorette party back in March. So we were at that house, which was beautiful and so fun. And all of a sudden I walk into a room and a bunch of littles are there. Not only littles, but Tony Kornheiser and Carol Kornheiser themselves are also there. Now I do have to say Carol was herself. Tony looked like not Tony, but it was Tony in my dream. So that was weird. Wait, wait, let's, I have to, I have questions already. So how do you know what Carol looks like? First of all, like we've never met Carol. Okay, so actually, because I'm, I'm friends with Littles on Facebook now, 
I get the people you may know. Yeah, I know. Me too. I, I still haven't had the guts to do it. And she <laughs> pops up and I'm like, huh, I wonder what would happen if I sent her a friend I, I Trust me, I've thought it through too. <laughs> I was scared to even do Bonnie it. until after we talked to her. So, right, yeah. right. Bonnie came up a lot for me too. Now right. we're friends. Yeah. So that was the weird, the only, I mean, I guess the whole dream was a little strange, but the weirdest part was that it was Tony, but it didn't look like him. Now. Do you remember any of the other littles? I know one in particular you do, but what are you just said a room full of littles? Yeah, I mean it. It was basically like jingle fest kind okay. of all, all right. over again, but not. It wasn't a jingle fest event. It was just like just everyone was there. I think Eric Lonergan, you like pulled up late and walked in. You were like, "Oh, hello," you know, like <laughs> how you do. That was a great, <laughs> great imitation of Eric. Um, and yeah, so anyway, I see all these people. Then Kim Wilson, two L's, two L's, comes up to me and she says, okay, Roxy, if you could name every little that's here, you are officially a little. Ah. And I remember thinking just before I woke up, well, this should be easy because these are all people I've already met. And then I woke up. So I don't know what happened. You don't know if you passed the test or not. I don't know. Ah. I assume I would have. But yeah. Yeah. Well, Roxy, I have some news for you. Oh, <laughs> We heard from Eric Barnes. Oh. <laughs> he says, Chuck, please inform Roxy that when TK reads your name, you are a little. Ah. Oh. Now, that's, that's kind of. That's true. Now, so he's said both our names, actually. Yeah, yeah. He's in the past acknowledged Chuck and Roxy. Now, he was just reading an email, mm -hmm. but he has read the names Chuck and Roxy have come from his lips yeah. before. And then I guess in this case, we would say our nicknames as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So Well, I, I'm just, I'm so curious. I wish I could describe what he looked like in my dream. I honestly can't remember. The only thing I know for sure is that it did not look like how he looks. Like on PTI. Well, just, it was TK, but it was not TK, but it was TK. You know what, what I mean? mean? No, I don't. Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> that makes no sense. It wasn't the face that we all know. Did he look know. like Wilbon? What's, no, what are you saying? No, like it wasn't the face that we all know as TK, but... It was still very much him. So okay. Well, the jury's still out on what you are. I think I don't know. I we've had little say you are what you want to be. You right. can just be whatever you want to be. You can be fun size. You uh -huh. can be a tiny. You can be a little. Uh -huh. Especially at this point. I yeah. mean, you've like performed a jingle at Jingle Fest kind I of know, thing. Right? So I mean, I mean, come on. The the only thing was there was something that came up the other day that you're like, this is why I'm definitely not a little because we were doing an interview which probably hasn't aired yet, and they were talking about somebody from Tony's past oh, and you had yeah. no idea what they were talking oh, about. You were like, yeah. can someone, can I buy a vowel please? Mm -hmm. Cause you were like, you have no idea what mm -hmm. you're talking about. I did like how in this interview with Colin, he was talking about how we're kind of like the new age. Yeah. The new. Yeah. We're the newer generation, but I'm old. So that's, he's talking to you. He's not talking to me. Well, but we're sort of catering to the newer generations and kind of giving them a different, another way of connecting with connecting Tony. Connecting with Tony. Right. So. Sure. Absolutely. All right. One more thing we have to get into real quick <laughs> or is, not <laughs> well it's july i can go off <laughs> it's july you know what that means <sighs> christmas in july this kind of pertains to the big show a little bit i almost wish you were friends with carol so we could get this phenomenon locked down somehow but it's christmas in july and that means the hallmark channel is playing freaking christmas movies heck yeah so like littles i'll walk in from work because i get in around 10 30 10 45 in that area and there's freaking Christmas movies on. And I'm, I'm like, sitting on the couch I'm like, crying. Uh, and yeah. 
Now, the only thing I will say is you, you even said tonight, it reminds you of my dad. Yeah, tonight yeah, I was watching He was it. a big Hallmark Channel watcher. Yeah, I, the first Hallmark movie I, I ever watched with him was A Princess for Christmas. And that is when I thought, hmm, I feel like my acting chops are about that same level. <laughs> so maybe I could be in a Hallmark movie. Yeah. <laughs> but no, tonight I was watching and I remember one of the last times I watched a Hallmark movie with him, he was very critical about the casting. Mm-hmm. He did not like... <laughs> the guy that they cast opposite the girl. I forget which movie yeah, it was, right, right. but he was not a fan, thought they could have went with a better choice. And so tonight I was watching a movie and I, I kind of had that same feeling about this particular movie. Don't ask me the name of it. They all, they're all the same. They're all the same. Pretty much. Yeah. So that was actually kind of cool. I felt like I had a little connection with your dad tonight. Oh, but so the other night I was watching a Christmas movie and kind of had this realization that almost every Hallmark movie is so unrealistic. And I know all of you littles are probably screaming right now at me like, well, duh. But I'm watching this movie and it's one of those girls engaged to the wrong guy, goes off somewhere, meets the right guy, ends up breaking up with the wrong guy. And the breakup could not be more amicable but unrealistically amicable it's like oh hey you know i'm just not feeling it anymore this isn't for me okay no problem have a nice life in what world has anyone ever had a breakup go that smoothly well hello this is totally cosby show growing pain i said this before on like other tv shows it drove me that's why i loved way before your time not way before but married with children because it was the first time and then after that was basically the Simpsons. But it was just the first time they actually aired a dysfunctional family on TV. Because right. up till then, it was all, like I said, oh, dad, sorry, I, I, I took the car without your permission and I totaled it. I'm really sorry. And he'll be right. like, well, that's OK, son. It's coming out of your allowance. But that's that's not how that would go down. I'm right. sorry. Well, and it was just strange because the wrong guy, the entire movie up until this point, you're like, oh, he's not right for her. He's too much into himself. And it, he, his characteristics just did not lead me to believe that when she broke up with him, that he would be that nice about it. Yeah. It no. just he didn't strike me as that character. And then all of a sudden he was. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Well, I don't know. How many trees? It sounds like it's one tree. Actually, I did like the movie, and <laughs> I got choked up at the end. All right. I sorry. do. I I'm remember. sorry. I'm a sad. We'll have to go back and look, because I don't remember what our rating system was for those Christmas things. I think it was I like love, five trees, I four or five trees. I sappy Christmas movies. What can I say? I know, but it's July. They're clicking Littles, their glasses July. of hot cocoa, and there's probably nothing even in those cups, you right. know? Like, hot cocoa in when it's 90 degrees outside. Okay, but the storyline doesn't take place when it's 90 degrees outside. Okay. It's like the middle of winter, the middle of nowhere, beautiful small town somewhere. All right. All right, fair enough. All right, Roxy. And before we get out of here, I wanted to do something a little new, different. We've never done this, but I found this book. Uh, I don't remember where I got it. I don't know if I bought it or it was given to me. It's called Interesting Stories for Curious People. It's by Bill O'Neill. And I don't know. I just thought this was interesting. And it's... Uh, <laughs> That's why it's in the book called Interesting yeah, exactly. Stories. <laughs> All right. That was mean, Roxy. Okay. <laughs> the title of this one is If Men Had to Give Birth. Ooh. Right. Modern Western society is often highly sexually charged, pitting men against women. 
we can see these dynamics play out in our homes and families. No doubt, if you are a man reading this who has been in a serious relationship with a woman, you know how things can happen. I'm not being judgmental here, just pointing out one of the realities of our world. I don't need, I'm, I'm going to go back and look to see when this was written, by the way. <laughs> it seems like a new book, though. Oftentimes, domestic arguments arise over the household chores with both sides claiming the other isn't pulling his or her weight. Sometimes the female partner will say something to the effect of, if men had to give birth, things would be so much different. Usually, nothing more is said because it's just one of those things that really can't be answered. Or can it? Generally, we look at other species in the animal kingdom to see how humans once acted before we became civilized. In, in quotes. <laughs> Some examples can tell us a lot. Take, for instance, the seahorse. I'm sure you've seen pictures of a seahorse somewhere, and you know that it's actually a type of fish with a horse-like head. There are actually 45 different species of seahorses in the genus Hippocampus, and they can be found in nearly every ocean in the world. Besides being interesting looking, seahorses have a fascinating trait that brings us back to our dilemma of the modern battle of the sexes. Their males actually give birth. Seahorse mating is much like other species of fish, and the females do produce eggs, but once a female and male court, the female deposits the eggs in a pouch in the male where they are fertilized and grow. The seahorse mating ritual is actually quite complex, with the male and female changing colors and swimming together in what looks like a well-choreographed dance. Oh. That was for you. The copulation doesn't happen until the end of the ritual. Once the eggs are successfully inserted in the male, he carries them for 10 to 45 days before giving birth to as many as several hundred baby seahorses. The male can then breed again almost immediately. Naturally. Right. Knowing this might not help men win arguments with their female partners, but it is pretty neat to know that some males in the animal kingdom do know what it's like to give birth. I, I don't know. Take I'm that for sorry. what you will, Littles. When was I, that written? Oh, I don't know. I just thought it would be... In, I, I don't know. I just When's thought that copyright? was an interesting take. Uh, the copyright is 2020. Okay. I don't know. Just thought, just food for thought. <laughs> so I wonder if, how things would be different, I guess, so is what I'm I saying. So if I ever say that to you... I don't think I've ever no, said that to you. But if that. I were to ever say that to you, I've definitely thought it. But if I were to ever say that to you, would you then say, well... So could I. Well, I so could I if I was a seahorse. Right, I like, guess. But no. then where does the argument go from there? I don't know. I wasn't trying to get in an argument. I was just... I'd probably just walk I, away, I shake just, my head and walk away. I just thought it was an interesting story in the book <laughs> called Interesting Stories for Curious People. I'm a curious person. I saw the interesting story. I just thought maybe I wonder how things might be different in today's world mm -hmm. if men could give birth. Anyway. There'd be much more understanding. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. That's all. Just interesting story for curious people. Huh. So it does say a collection of fascinating stories about history, science, pop culture, and just about anything else you can think of. Hmm. And there are some interesting. Maybe we'll break it out. We'll see. Yeah. What say you littles? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Roxy, we got to get out of here. Tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. That's all you have to do. That's it. Everything's there. The email, the Twitter, the Instagram, the, the Facebook. The Facebook, the book of face, whatever you call it. Everything is Everything there. Everything is there. Loyallittlespod.com. Don't forget, Summer of Littles 4. Just That's it, right? Just Summer of Littles 4 this time, right? I just know go to summeroflittles.com. That's right. That's what you do. Just go there. Check it out. Become a host or a I guess. Yeah, just figure out where you're going because yeah. you all got to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. So it's a great time. And don't forget, Roxy, if you need a grip for your stick. I love that. That's like a new thing, I guess. Just go to stickgrip.com and use the code. Or fogfreeeyewear.com and use the code LLPOD. L -L 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 
All right. And thank you, Colin Horner, for once again coming on to Meet the Littles. Thank you, Wesley Blackburn. There's a new one, Roxy. We have not interviewed. I know. What up, Wesley? Come on and meet us. It'll be fun. Hopefully. Maybe. (laughs) Jason Bullitt and Sean Morrissey for our bumpers this episode. Whoa. All right, Roxy. And as always, remember, if you are out shopping online tonight, don't Don't forget forget to use the code. Use the code. Bye. They're so clever. My every heartbeat belongs to you. Your every smile keeps shining through. Every moment is ours to share. Anytime, anywhere. Sometimes when I am down and my face just Where's a frown? Any cloud might hold some rain. You're still here to ease my pain. My every heartbeat. The hope and joy you bring It doesn't matter if rain should fall My love for you grows through it all And my every heart beats Yeah.
The Loyal Littles podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Truth. Oh, yeah.